Hey, I have the privilege this morning of, you know, I, I love preaching, but it's, it's really good to get a break from preaching. And for a couple of things, it helps me focus on our organization in some other strategic ways that are really important. Um, but then also, also it, uh, it allows other people to have opportunities to speak. And also it gets me just more excited to speak in future weeks because I'm just like sitting on some sermons that I'm so excited about. So next week I'll be back in the saddle uh, preaching. But uh, guys, uh, we have a church, I don't know if you know this, but we have a church that's, that's really intentional about investing in young leaders. Um, we do it all the time, and it's really important to us. We want to set up the next generation to know how to lead people and how to, um, how to lead organizations and how to do all sorts of things. Um, and so we're willing to take risks. So we take risks on people, but it's not very much of a risk this morning on Gianna. Um, but uh, listen, Gianna is a recent graduate from, from NCU. Gianna, you were in my class last year yeah. at NCU. I got to teach a class, and Gianna was in my class. Um, but, uh, but Gianna gets to serve here at our church. And listen, Gianna, the thing with a person like Gianna is, is somebody who's faithful with little becomes faithful with much. And that's exactly how it's happening with you, Gianna. Like we give you a little bit and you just, you just take it so seriously and you do such a great job. And then we give you more and then we give you more and we give you more. And I'm just excited to see where that goes. Um, uh, but, uh, but we get to hear Gianna preach, preach, uh, preach to us, preach at us, I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, we get to hear Gianna preach this morning, um, and, and it's an honor to have her here. So would you give her a hand as she just as she speaks to us? Thank you, Brooks. Yay! Oh, I'm so excited. Um, like Brooks said, my name's Gianna. I actually thought it was funny I had to share with you that I wrote intro, Gianna. I had to write my own name down on my notes, so I thought that was funny. I didn't forget. Um, but like Brooks said, I just graduated last year. At NCU, I'm from Southern California, so I moved here about five years ago, decided to stick around. Um, but I, again, I'm on staff here at Westside. I'm Courtney's right hand. If you have little children's, I hang out with them um, normally on Sundays. So if my face looks like vaguely familiar, it's because you probably like see me a little bit over there. Um, I know, you know, sometimes I wear a hat, I don't know. But um, if I haven't met you, then I would love to meet you. But uh, thank you so much for having me and letting me be with you guys. Um, so before I begin, and Bruce kind of mentioned this earlier, but um, I just want you to know, no, no matter where you are in your walk with the Lord, if you're here visiting, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, um, what, you don't know what you believe, you do know what you believe, whatever it is, um, what I get to talk with you guys about today is something that is really just really good for all of us, no matter where you are in life. So yeah, I'm, it's something that we all desperately, desperately need. Um, so I want to take a poll before we begin. Um, who in here is tired? If you're if you're if you woke up this morning and you're tired and you don't really know why, there was a uh, time change that happened last night, daylight savings. Um, so yeah, now you know. Uh, and then uh, and then at 11 o'clock, when when like some people start coming in, we can all like point and giggle at them because they they forgot about the time change. Just kidding, we don't do that. We love people here. Um, <laughs> we will not make them feel badly. Um, but yeah, I w I woke up this morning and I was like, wow, I'm you know just a little bit more tired than normal. And then I was like, yeah, the time change. Um, but again, you know, daylight savings. But in general, um, just knowing like if you're mentally, emotionally, physically tired or exhausted, um, know that we get to kind of get a little nugget of hope right now. So um, that's kind of what I'm gonna share about is, is rest or if you've heard the word Sabbath. Um, yeah, I'm excited to, to share that with you. So we're gonna kind of go through, um, I'm gonna share 
what it kind of took me to get to the spot where I was like, wow, I need Sabbath. Um, and then we're going to talk about what Sabbath is, what it can look like, and then in all, um, what, what it results in, what the outcome can look like, and things like that. Um, and uh, this past season, I read through John Mark Comer's book, of The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. So there's a lot of inspiration pulled from there um, if you've read that book. Um, but if not, I get to explain it a little bit. Yay. So I'm going to explain kind of the, the last six months of my life. Um, again, graduated from college. Yay. Graduating communications. That means I have no idea what I want to do. Um, so yay. We look. Communicate. People are like, oh, nice. Communications. Like, um, it's really broad. I'm like, yeah, it is really broad. <laughs> people are like, what did you learn? I'm like, I can talk to people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but so God was so faithful. You know, after, after graduating, I was like, what am I going to do? Do I need to move back home? What job am I going to do? All those things. And God slowly started to really just bring opportunity, especially in Eugene, which has been, like, I'm so, so blessed and so thankful for. Uh, so the first thing was I, I played soccer at NCU, and so um, as time went on, the head coach asked me if I would like to assistant coach their team. So I was like, great, job number one. We got it. But I was like, that will not sustain me to live my life. So, uh, you know, continue praying. And then uh, I got the opportunity to be a barista, a broista at Dutch Bros. Come see me on High Street. Woo. Um, and then... Um, I also got the opportunity to uh, do NCU's orientation. So that was just like a summer job into um, like September. And then Westside gave me the opportunity to also be employed here. So I was like, we got it. We got all the jobs. We're good. I'm going to be financially stable for once in my life. Um, and it was amazing. It was so good. Um, and then August kind of hit. And that, oh, I forgot to mention, I was also um, a maid of honor for my best friend's wedding, which was the best thing ever. Her hubby's in the room, woo! Um, and amazing, but if you've ever been a maid of honor, that's another job in itself. So, ama again, amazing, but I had all these, all these things, and I, I was trying so hard, I was like, all right, God, like, I will not let my pride get in the way, this is you, everything's going to get done because of you, and it's going to be good, and it was good. It... Everything went really well. I was really successful. Um, every, like, not a lot of things went wrong, which, again, I was like, all right, God, like, I see that's you. But it got to a point where I was like, all right, I, I'm physically exhausted. I'm mentally exhausted. I'm emotionally exhausted. I learned a lot of good stuff. And all those, those types of exhaustions, I can handle. I don't mind being physically tired or mentally, emotionally, because I'm, I'm honestly not a very, like, emotional kind of person, um, like, in, in sadness-wise. And so I was like, I can, I can deal with that. Like, you know, I'm emotionally, eh, I can push it, push it off to the side. Um, but it definitely got to a point where I was like, wow, I'm, I'm also spiritually exhausted. And I think that was the one that really, really killed me, really hit me the worst. Um, I really found myself with constant like low-grade anxiety and being really discontent, like wanting different things and not being content with what I had. Um, I was really restless. I definitely wanted, you know, to be on the go and have my entire day filled so I didn't have to think and I could just come home, be so tired, go to sleep, and then wake up and do it all over again. Um, I was unable to process feelings and emotions, um, which again, is kind of nice because I didn't want to face them, but it was bad, because we liked, we need to face our emotions, and that's good. But uh, I read, I ended up stumbling on a, upon a quote that I read in a book. I don't remember the quote or the book, but the quote says something like, 
you know, uh, Americans these days are addicted to activity. And I was like, ah, I was like, oh no, that really like hit me. I was like, I thought I was doing so well. Like I'm not, you know, doing anything crazy bad, but you know, addiction is an addiction and an addiction to anything is bad unless we're addicted to the Lord, you know, just kidding. Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like, okay, any addiction um, is bad. And you know, like any addiction, a similar effects of that is like that release of dopamine that, that makes you just like feel good. Um, you know, whether it is, for me, that was, you know, going through my busy day and constantly being affirmed, constantly being like, oh, I'm successful here. Oh, check that off the list. Run to the next thing. Like, I got it. Um, so it was just much easier for me to go to thing to thing than to, like, sit down and rest and think because that just sounded so boring. Uh, and it, it reminds me a lot of working at Detro's. When I first started my training, I honestly think I blacked out my like first three days of training because it was just like way overwhelming. And if you ask any of my friends, I'm definitely the slowest friend out of all of us. Um, I'm more of a, like a naturally slow-paced kind of person. And so Detro's was a good challenge, which was great. But I remember coming back home on like maybe my third day of training and I like got home and I needed to make it like a sandwich or something and I was like grabbing things from the shelf and like slapping the you know whatever on and doing all the things and I was like I'm going so fast I'm making my sandwich um and I got done my friends were like wow that was really quick and I was like yeah I know I'm so fast that's what has helped me um <laughs> but again I I slowly realized you know that's not that ain't it um as we say um yeah, that, that it's, it's good to be slow sometimes. And um, so I was priding myself in, in being quick. Um, so I, I, you know, I got to a point where I knew I was burnt out, but I didn't want to tell anyone because that meant I had failed. And that was a huge, like, I don't want anyone to know that I can't handle all this. I don't want anyone to know that I failed or that I'm doing bad. And I, I read through my journals and I kind of went from August to being like, I got this, I'm good, I'm energized, it's getting all done. Then September was like, okay, I'm starting to not feel good. And then like October and then close to the end of October, I was like, I am not well. God, I'm exhausted. I don't know what to do. I had to start asking myself like, what in the world am I doing wrong? I, I'm like doing everything well. I'm reading my Bible every day. I work at a church. Like shouldn't that just come with, you know, having a good life? I don't know. Uh, why am I so unwell? Why, why, Lord, what in the heck am I supposed to do to make this feeling go away? I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I, I kid you not, I, from like August 1st to October 31st, I didn't have a single day off. And you might be being like, Gianna, I haven't had a single day off for 20 years. And in that case, I'm so sorry. We will figure that out. But for, <laughs> for me, uh, be, you know, being a post-college student and being in the working world, I was like, ah, oh, I was like, I don't, think, I don't think this is normal. I guess it shouldn't be. But yeah, so I went all that time and I was like, ooh. Um, and then on October 31st, good old Halloween, the Lord struck me down with the flu. Um, just kidding, he did strike me down with the flu. But I did get the flu. Um, and I had to call in sick to my work at Dutch, which for me is... If you know me, that was just the hardest thing ever. I was like, um, I have a fever and an ear infection. I don't think I can come in tomorrow, but maybe if I feel better in the morning, I'll let you know, and then I can maybe come for like a little bit. Uh, so anyways, I, they were just like, don't come. And I was like, okay. Um, so I didn't go. And I was like, wow, okay, finally, day off. Awesome, let's do this. 
And I watched my favorite movie six times. If you've ever seen Good Burger, it is the best movie made ever. If you haven't seen it, please, right after church, go and watch it. Um, but I just literally just had it on replay and just laid on my couch and watched the movie. But then at you know, the end of the day or the next day, I was like, why am I still tired? Like, I had the whole day and I'm, I'm still tired. I mean, like, yeah, I was sick, but like, I don't, I don't get it. And it reminds me, like, you know, if you ever have a, a break somewhere at work or whatever, and you decide to go on your phone, I've never, ever, and I do it all the time, I still do it, I've never walked away from, like, having a 15, you know, 10-minute break of scrolling, you know, deciding that, like, yeah, I'm going to go on Instagram. I've never walked away from that and been like, wow, I feel so rested. What a good break. I loved that. So life-giving. Uh, I can do the rest of my work. No. It's the same thing with, like, watching TV all day. I was like, I'm so tired. I don't, I don't get what's wrong. Um, and then I was, you know, sitting there thinking, and I remembered um, my friends uh, about, like, the spring semester of, uh, my senior year at school, talking about Sabbath, and I was like, meh, it's like that just, I was like, awesome, good, supportive of you, you got this, I, however, would not like to, doesn't sound very fun, um, it sounds kind of like my worst nightmare, actually, because um, I, I would describe myself as a painfully extroverted person, so Sabbath, to me, just kind of la- kind of sounded like being Amish for a day, and I was like, I don't want to do that. I was like, that sounds like no much, like, I want to be around people. Like, I don't know. I mean, no, I, I know they're, you know, all together, but I was like, that just, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and so, and that's not what it is. That's not what it is, but that's what I had in my head. And maybe that's what you have in your head. I don't know. Hopefully I can change your mind. But, so I said, so like I said, I finally got to the point where I said, God, I'm so exhausted. I need your help. But again, that the idea scared me. What if What if I think about hard things during Sabbath? Or what if I get bored? Or what if I don't get to talk to a single soul for an entire hour? Or what will I do do if I can't have my phone and I can't get directions to go somewhere? I'm also just so directionally challenged. I'm really slow and I'm really bad at directions. My two fatal flaws. Um, But I got to the point where I'm like, all right, I'll do my own research. So what is Sabbath? Sabbath, uh, from the, the Hebrew word, it's, it's Shabbat, so that means to stop. And so Sabbath essentially is to stop. So stop working, stop wanting, stop worrying, all things. That I literally was like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, oh, working's probably the one for me. Like, that'll be like, oh, yeah, that, that's the one I really resonate with. And then I was like, also wanting. And then I was like, eh, also worrying. So, you know, all those things. We want to we wanna stop that. Um, so John Mark explains it, explains Sabbath as a holiday, a holiday, which is really fun, once a week where we get to rest and worship. It is learning to delight in God, his creation, and our life in it, calibrating your body and soul to the rhythm of God's spirit, and then living out of that place all week long. So describing it as a holiday, I was like, ooh, that sounds fun. And once a week? Like, you know, we gotta wait for Christmas, and then my birthday is like six months after that. So you know, I gotta wait a whole long time. But a holiday every week—that sounds pretty. Sounds pretty cool. And you know, as any holiday, you have to prepare for your holiday. So, you know, um, this made me laugh when I was thinking of uh, you know, you gotta clean before your your friends and family come over for a holiday if you're hosting. And it reminded me of when I was little and. We'd have friends and family come over for, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas, whatever holiday it is. 
And my mom would be like, we have to clean the entire house. Everybody get your rubber gloves on and sweep and mop and we're doing, clean the backyard, mow the lawn, you know, everything, just freaking out. And all of us are like, you know, and I, I, my mom would be like, go clean your room. I'm like, I don't care if they see my room dirty. Like, I'll just close the door. They're not going to see it. And she goes, well, I care if your room is clean. <laughs> I'm sure you've said that or heard that before. I feel like I'm starting to transition into the mode where I'm the one who's like, clean your room. I care if it's clean. And so, again, as a holiday, we prepare, we clean. So you got to, you know, before your Sabbath, you got to clean your entire house or you got to do something so when you have your day of rest that you just get to chill and you don't have to worry about if the bathroom's clean or, you know, the kitchen's clean or whatever it is. You also have to buy food. Wonderful thing about the Sabbath being a holiday, we get to eat good food. Um, so, you know, I haven't had a Thanksgiving, at least, you know, in my, I uh, still a young, a young 20. So, you know, it's mostly my parents who are buying, buying the food. We're getting there. Uh, but I, you know, I've never seen them. You know, there's times where in, we'll, in the morning we'll have to like go get milk from the store because we forgot or we ran out. But mostly everything is done beforehand. Everything's prepared. Um, and that's what you got to do before your Sabbath. You have to go and buy your food or else, you know, you, you are on your Sabbath and you're like, there's nothing in the fridge. And Part of Sabbath is not wanting or worrying about going out and buying your food. So you got to prepare. And then you have to plan for the day. So, uh, again, another Thanksgiving example. My dad, I love my dad. He's so cute. Um, He will literally write a schedule of what we need to do for Thanksgiving. 5 a.m., wake up. 5.30, put the turkey in the oven. 6 a.m., everybody's awake. 6, 6.30, mash the potatoes, and like on and on and on until, like, until the guests come, and then all the way down to, you know, clean up this time, this time, which is funny because my dad's not much of a planner, but Thanksgiving is his, is his thing, so he, we get it planned. And again, for Sabbath, you know, you don't have to plan every second, but you, you want to have an idea of what you're going to do. So, you know, wake up or sleep in, wake up, have some quiet time, make a meal, spend time with friends and family, et cetera, et cetera, whatever that looks like for you, which we'll get into. Um, but again, you have really have to prepare for your Sabbath. So you gotta clean, you gotta buy your food, you gotta plan for your day. Um, and again, if you, if you have kids, like this is something that, you know, we'll talk about that later, but um, I, I don't know what that looks like for me. So if you have kids, you know, you gotta have to take care of them in some way, whatever that looks like for you. Make sure those little critters are, are you know, good for their Sabbath too. And maybe that means turning off your phone um, or turning off the TV. Uh, in fact, it should be just because we want, um, you know, to stay away from the, that activity addiction, the dopamine addiction. Um, yeah, so that's why Sabbath sounded really scary to me because it sounds like a lot of work. Like all that, you know, I right now probably look like I live out of my car. So I'm like, how in the world am I going to prepare for my Sabbath if my car looks like a disaster, if I look like I'm a homeless person? Um, but yeah, so I, I read and researched about Sabbath and I talked about it with close friends and it became more attractive and more attractive. Um, and I just like felt like, all right, you know, I got to do it. I'm desperate for something to make me feel better because that activity addiction wasn't doing it anymore. The more I learned, the more I realized that I could actually, uh, this could actually be good. And as long as whatever I was doing was worship or rest, which in actuality is like so good, even though it sounded scary, it would, it would be good. And I, it didn't mean I, 
couldn't see anybody. Again, being painfully extroverted, I was like, I need to be with my friends. Um, so yeah, it was like, okay, this could be good. So now we're going to go into to some verses that I'm going to share with you. And honestly, there are a lot of cliche things that we've you know, we've read growing up, if you, you know, grew up in the word or whatever, or maybe this is new to you, but um, there's some key ones that really, you know, give a good idea of what Sabbath is. So um, Genesis 2, 3, it's going to be uh, on the screen for you if you, unless you want to get in your Bible, um, but it says, then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. And even that was like, okay, God, God who's 10 bajillion times better than I am needs to rest. Like, how much more do I need to rest than him? That was just like a huge, like, if we really think about it, like, God, God rested. And then going on in Exodus 28 through 11, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son nor daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. If you didn't know, that's one of the Ten Commandments, which I completely forgot about until I started like thinking about the Sabbath again. And now that this means a whole lot, but the, the commandment about the Sabbath is four verses long, and everything else is like one to three, which I don't think totally, you know, they're all important and we need to follow them, but I don't know. I just think that's kind of a big deal of like, this is really important and a gift that God has given us. If it's one of the, the ten commandments, then it's, you know, we have, you can't steal, murder, covet, all those things. It's like, oh, yeah, I got that. But Sabbath, like, this should be one we're excited about. But especially in our day and age, like, we just forget and we don't do. And then one of my favorites, Luke 6, 1 through 11. Uh, it says, one Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them in their hands, and eat their kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered them, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for priests to eat, and he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, the son of man is the Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with the shriveled hand, get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you which is lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it. He looked around at them all, and then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was completely restored. But they were furious and began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. So first off, I was like, Jesus, like, he's so good. Go off. Yes. I think it's so important to read that because Sabbath is, is you know, something that we have to practice and that we have to learn and get good at. It's not something that we wait around and see how other people do it and point our fingers and say, oh, you're doing this wrong because you don't do the way that I do it. Kind of like the Pharisees, like Jesus, also Jesus is, is practicing Sabbath and showing us that, you know, Sabbath for him might look different than it Sabbath does for someone else. But it's showing, you know, our example of the Pharisees of they're pointing fingers and that's not what Sabbath is about. It's gonna look different for everyone. 
So it shows the importance that even Jesus needed Sabbath, and he did it. And also shows that Sabbath will look different for everyone. And of course, you know, there's plenty more verses about the Sabbath, but those are just like three key ones that um, I think really uh, depict Sabbath well. So finally, you guys, December 12th, I Sabbath, and it was a joy. I, tur- <laughs> I turned off my phone, I drank some coffee, I, you know, read the worst, journaled, ate good food. I went rollerblading. I really, 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 really love rollerblading. And that was just the best time ever. I, th- I think of it as like a hobby that you like, whether that's like hiking or, um, you know, being out in the nature or just like getting that quiet time with the Lord. There's so many times where I like just have been able to rollerblade and just like listen and it's been so good. So whatever your rollerblading is. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was great. Was it perfect? No. Did I get bored out of my mind? Yes. There was literally probably from like 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. where I was like, I am so bored, I could pass out. Like I need physical interaction with someone. Like I need to do something. I was so, I was so bored. Um, and it kind of reminded me of like having withdrawals. There was, there was a time when uh, I decided that I wouldn't eat sugar. I don't know why I did that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I went about a week and uh, I did it longer than that, but I went, the first week, uh, I didn't have any sugar, and then my cheat day came along. But that like cheat day, I literally felt ill. I felt sick, and I was like, man, I must be getting sick. I must be getting the flu. And then cheat day, of course, I had some ice cream. I kid you not, I took one bite of ice cream, and I was like instantly healed, and I was like, ah, oh, we're better now. And I was like, I am truly addicted to sugar. So again, those withdrawals, we're going to have those, and they're going to suck, and they're not going to be fun. And, you know, sometimes that makes Sabbath kind of like, you know, you don't want to do it. But, again, it's a practice detoxing that activity addiction out of your body. Um, But did the next day, did I feel genuinely better? Did I feel rested? Yes. I was honestly surprised that, you know, I had immediate effects, but I did. The low-grade anxiety was gone. Exhaustion and lethargicness was gone. Did it come back a few days later because I had done it once? Yes, of course. Uh, but I did feel better. And you ask me, Jonah, how many times have you Sabbath since then? Maybe a good old two or three times. So again, uh, it's, we're not going to be perfect at it. It's going to be hard. I, you know, am trying to do uh, that practice of Sabbath thing, but um, life gets busy and it, and it makes sense. Um, but I can constantly say, I can see why God has implemented in the Ten Commandments. And again, this is not me saying that I've perfected it or it's easy um, and anyone should be able to do it because it's hard. And uh, I know you're like, some of you are probably thinking like, Gianna, I'm not a young 20 who only has to think about themselves and, you know, taking care of my uh, finances and whatever it is. Like you might have kids or you might have to take care of someone or a family member or life just might look different to you in some way. You have to work the night shift and the day shift, whatever it is. Like know that I, I, I understand and like I can, I can only understand to, to a point, but I promise that if you just try, like you, it will, it will benefit you in some way, whether you, know, you have to like fail one time and try and try again, you will get there. And it's obvious that my struggle is busyness, but busyness not, might not be your struggle. You might be okay of not having a busy schedule, but your worry might be 
or your exhaustion might be of feeling um, insecure of what people think of you, or um, you may be feeling unmotivated or lost, and, and that's your exhaustion. And so whatever that is for you, like I encourage you to, to find that and figure it out and deal with it with the Lord, because it might not be busyness. And again, it might, your Sabbath might look so different than, than what mine does. So again, I don't want this, this word to incur, discourage you. I understand and can only imagine what the day-to-day looks like for you. But again, I promise if you just try, even if it's the worst day ever, you will get there. Just try it. Just try it. It's a practice, a spiritual discipline. And like practices go, we try and fail, we try and fail, et cetera, et cetera. But you'll get the hang of it, and you'll figure out what Sabbath looks like for you. So I haven't even, like, scratched the surface, surface of what um, Sabbath looks like. Because there's just a lot more, uh, a lot more, you know, deep in depth that you could go. So I encourage you to do your own research, read that book, listen to that podcast, whatever it is. Um, but I want to end on something just a little, little, little encouraging, a little discouraging, and then it's encouraging. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to close with um, uh, talking a little about Ecclesiastes. But before I'm going to share. Uh, Matthew 11:20 through 30 with you. So come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So first of all, that verse is a delight, and that just makes me kind of like take a deep breath and be like, ah, wow, that's so nice. So now I'm going to tell you a verse that doesn't make me want to take a deep breath and feels nice. <laughs> More so, it discourages me. Um, Judah Smith does a, um, a podcast or a, a lesson on Ecclesiastes. And so, and Ecclesiastes is, if you read it, it is like, at, when you first read it, you're like, oh, that hurt me. So if you read it, you get it. So when I read it, I, I was immediately offended because I'm like, I'm a hopeless romantic, you guys. I love, like, everything matters. Love matters. Everything matters. But... In Ecclesiastes, there, okay, so I want you to picture one of your professors, like, you know, whenever you had a professor, uh, who's like, <laughs> like old and, and a big white beard and, you know, like, it could be bruh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> big white beard, just like kind of an old, like, a man who's the worst, but he's the best. And he just, because in, in Ecclesiastes, it's a teacher who, who's saying this, and he goes, meaningless, meaningless, everything in life is meaningless. And that's kind of what I, what I, you know read when I, I see when I read. And then again, that hurt my heart. I was like, no, every, like, things matter. Why is he saying it's meaningless? But uh, meaningless in Hebrew is the word havel or havel, um, which also can be translated to breath. So like, life is a breath. It's just a breath. Which is so, that's, that's encouraging. Like, I, like, oh, I want to know that life is just a breath. Like, if this is hard and this is whatever, like, oh, life, life is just a breath. Like, it is gonna, it's gonna go by, like, quicker than we know it. Again, which sounds so much better than meaningless because that just, that hurt me. Um, so basically Ecclesiastes is saying that everything is breath. Um, and Judah described it as like he said that these verses are just helping us reevaluate if we are seeing the things for what they really are. So, you know, the things in our, in our life, like, is it bad that we have jobs? Is it bad that we have iPhones and cars and fancy food and lots of clothes and AirPods and vacation spots? Like, no, no, those aren't inherently bad. These things don't matter, but no one is saying we can't have them just as long as we're seeing them for what they truly are. 
So then, then we ask the question, like, what does matter then? If those things don't matter, if those things are breath, what does matter? And what does matter is what we can bring into forever, into eternity, and that's our souls. So again, let's go back to Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You will find rest for your souls. Take care of your soul with Sabbath rest through Jesus Christ because your soul matters. Again, if you're tired, I encourage you and I challenge you, what do you need to let go of? What do you need to say no to? Or more importantly, what or who do you need to say yes to? You will find rest for your souls, but we gotta take care of our souls because our souls matter. And I'm not saying to let go of your responsibilities or quit your job or whatever that looks like to you, but I want you to really sit with yourself and evaluate like what, what is making you tired and how can you, how can you Sabbath rest? And again, that's the gift. It's the gift of, of Jesus. Jesus is our Sabbath rest. How can you find that? 